Strasse said Gelly revealed in a tearful conversation that Hitler loved her, but she couldn't stand it anymore. She was repulsed by what he wanted her to do. Hitler made her undress and stand over him naked, and then urinate on him to give him sexual pleasure. She said everything about Hitler's demands was extremely disgusting to her. <laughs> Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you listen to Sick and Wrong. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm on your host, E. Simon. Hi, I'm Kate Rambo. Hi, hi. It's cracking there, Kate Rambo. Um, I had a really garlicky pasta for dinner, and I'm really full, so I'm kind of in like a carb coma, but it was really delicious. Are you gassy? I'm not gassy. I'm just like full of carbs. Just full do of they it. make like, do garlic? Does garlic like affect the smell of your farts? Like, do you have garlic farts? Like, I've never heard anyone be like, oh, "I got the garlic farts today." No, but obviously, I think it's funny how garlic affects you the next day. Like, you sweat it out, and people can smell it on you. You do, yeah. That's why Italian people always smell like garlic. Funnily enough, we all know they don't. It's the French. French too. Both of them. All Europeans. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. The best smell in the world is onions and garlic frying in butter in a pan. That you're, you're, That's already the best meal ever. Yeah, but doesn't that kind of smell like uh, unwashed genitals? Like, Doesn't that kind of remind you of the that? The French, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Americans, we smell fresh, clean, like brute. By Fabergé. So, uh, your everyday boys. If you're hearing this right now, if you're listening to this uh, show right now, uh, Kate and I are probably very hungover from our uh, ruckus night last night in London with the Sick and Wrong listeners at uh, the World's End in Camden. Obviously, this is pre recorded because we don't have time to record, but I'm just projecting that Future D is probably very hungover today. We should be gallivanting in a cemetery about this time, and I will probably be complaining. I'm also predicting that future <laughs> D is going to hear a lot of complaining from future Kate. <laughs> There's going to be some complaining on the Sunday for sure. <laughs> I, I, can, I can already predict that. Uh, but yeah, that's, so the plan is, and this is obviously the plan that, uh, that we have, um, you know, best laid plans, but... We're hoping we don't get too drunk so we can wake up early on Sunday and go check out Highgate ish. Cemetery in uh, London. Early-ish. Yeah, early-ish. Uh, I imagine the cemetery is probably open until what, like six, seven? I, I think I did check. I think it was like five-ish or something okay, like that. Okay, five. We'll aim to get there for lunchtime-ish. Yeah, ish. we'll get a few hours. But I've, Highgate's been one of those cemeteries I've wanted to check out for 20 years. I've just never had the chance. It's kind of out. It's not that far out, but it's what? It like, is out. 30 minutes from Camden walk. Yeah, it's really north, north London. I've only ever been there once uh, in my early 20s. I've never been again. So I'm looking forward to seeing it because it is a really, really beautiful cemetery. It's, I mean, it's considered one of the most beautiful cemeteries in the world. Um, yes. A lot of famous people buried there. Uh, George Michael, he's buried there. Do you think he oh, ever... Oh, I've got to give George a smooch. 
Do you think he ever did any fraudage in uh, Highgate? Well, I think he would have been. Yeah, I think you mean it by its proper English term of cottaging. Oh, sorry. Cottaging, not fraudaging. Cottaging. Yeah. For, is fraudage is something else. That's when you rub your genitals on Fra- somebody. Just, yeah. I was about like to say, a, that's on like a, a train. It's, although, don't get me wrong. I bet you no. George Michael probably did that as well. And I bet he did, and I bet he was unashamed of, about it. But yeah, I bet he probably would have cottaged up in Highgate. Why not? He's the king of cottaging. <laughs> um, you know, this guy probably cottaged too. Karl Heinrich Marx, the father of communism, also buried at Highgate. <laughs> also the father of cottaging. <laughs> <laughs> He's the grandfather of cottaging. George Michael is the father of cottaging. Um, oh, actually, you know, both get a kiss off. Come to think of it, all three of these guys are probably cottagers. Malcolm McLaren, he's also buried there. A hundred percent a cottager, <laughs> and he will also get a kiss off me. Now, I'm not quite sure off of this next famous person if he was into cottaging or not. Wouldn't be surprised. Douglas Adams, author of The Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> no, I think he's a he's a cheeky. Likes a Sunday roast with a really big Yorkshire pudding and like a pint of bitters guy. I don't think he's a codger. Well, he might be into fraudaging then. Yeah, he gives me more fraudage energy. Yeah. Definitely. Not cottage, fraudage. And then finally, uh, the other grave that I'm actually really excited to hear about, and you, you've been telling me about this one, is Patrick Caulfield, um, the artist, whose gravestone is a work of art in itself. Like, I guess the word dead it's carved out in geometric cool. stone on top of it. Always wanted to see that. Yeah, he's a, he was a great eyes too. So it's just a beautiful cemetery. Well, I mean, tell me a cemetery that I don't love or have ever been to and been like, I've been disappointed by this. It's, but There's it is some a lame really ones. gorgeous cemetery. Well, it's because you're in Europe. There's some lame ones in the U.S. You say to. that, but I always enjoy it. Cemeteries are literally my happy place. I like them because there's never any of the people around. And you can just, it's like a lovely walk through a park. And you can just talk about all the dead people. And I just come alive in a cemetery. Yeah, I love cemeteries too. But what I'm saying is in, in the U.S. you have cemeteries that are like 60 years old. As opposed to the ones in Prague or whatever that are like 600 years old. So well, it's a, the age it's, They lack the character. But there are, I mean, I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I'd rather be in a cemetery than a park filled with children. Yes. Cemetery filled with dead children. I prefer that. (laughs) Oh, well, remember when we went to the dead, because in Carlisle Cemetery, which is one of the most uh, rated, one of the most beautiful cemeteries in like Britain. And in fact, was the first cemetery to start doing green burials in Europe. But they have this really eerie children's section, which I always take you to, and I made Claudia go to it too. And we were just walking up and down, casually making jokes about the dead. It is, it's unnerving because you see these little toys and like, you know, like mylar balloons. It is, it's a horror film. Yeah, it's definitely unnerving. But we're going to chat about all of this on the second show um, that week and all the debauchery that's going to occur at the uh, the meetup <laughs> in uh, Camden, so we'll get we'll get into that. Um, but I want to move on, K Rambo. I want to move on to something I've been pondering this week, and I've I've often wondered if you've pondered the same thing because you know we usually have uh, very similar mindsets. How often have you wondered whether Hitler was into scat? Probably more than I should have. <laughs> I mean. 
you know, I wondered about it, and you never it always says, and we've done this. We did the sex lives of the Nazis and all that a while ago, um, but everybody tries to like portray Hitler as this kind of deviant. Like he was into some weird shit. The guy had one ball. He was into like you know scat and S and M and 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 just all sorts of weird shit. So spit in my mouth, Ava. Yeah, That's exactly. A friend of mine uh, suggested that I check out this uh, new miniseries that came out a few months ago, Hitler's Secret Sex Life. It's a four-episode miniseries came out in Australia. And, uh, you know, for the most part, I've heard a lot of the, the rumors and allegations that were portrayed in it and described. But there were a, a few things I didn't know about Hitler's sexuality, you know, before I watched that. And I binged it. I've, I've watched all four episodes. It's, you know, I, th- I thought it was uh, uh, really well done structured well um and uh and yeah and interesting according to the miniseries hitler was not only into scat he was also into golden showers and extreme bdsm and on top of all that there's rampant speculation about his sexual orientation and i don't believe any of that to me like i've heard i'm just judging this by by the pure pheromones that I can obviously sense off these men in uniform. Hitler's very asexual to me, and he's he's not like a sexy Nazi. Like, he's not a Heydrich, and he's not a Skorzeny. He's not somebody who I'd be like, yeah, come on, Martin Bormann, introduce me to your wife, babe. He's not like You know like, what um, I mean? He's going to be boring in well, he's not Like, like Hitler Ernst, doesn't eat pussy. Well, he's not like an Ernst Rom who's just so sexy. <laughs> well, yeah, I can see why you'd like Ernst Rom. <laughs> but yeah. Hadrick, you know, like Hadrick is a good-looking guy, and he's fierce. And he was married to a hottie as well. Like, I would go home with Hadrick. I'm not going home with Hitler. But those Nazis were deviants. They were into some weird shit. Um, in the uh, miniseries, they mentioned Eugene 